This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. We wow! Hey, look! Look at you! You came Welcome. again. Thank you for that. She is. Uh, well, imagine our surprise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that uh, there was going to be a show today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's what uh, you know, whatever time it is, uh, wherever you are. Yeah, and here we are, and you're there. So well, we just great. come here and sit every day and talk, and, and, and all they of a turn sudden, things on a lot. And who knew? Yeah, who knew? Triple eight seven two seven back. This is fun because. Uh, uh, of course, the Wall Street Journal and everybody else on Earth is reporting that the U.S. sent cash to Iran uh, just as American hostages were released, which is uh, an amazing coincidence. Uh, one had nothing to do with the other, obviously. And there's John Kerry negotiating something completely different, not the hostage thing. He's not saying, we'll give you $400 million in cash uh, if you'll release our four hostages. No. He's not, that's not what he's saying right there. He's saying we're also now a totally separate issue from these hostages is uh, this one point seven billion dollars we owe. Uh, We will pay you four hundred million of that right now to a totally separate issue. That's what he's saying. Right. uh, I'm glad you clarified that because some people might have taken. Hey, wait a minute. Is he negotiating a payment for hostages here? And that's absurd. That's absurd, Stu. That would be wrong. And. And stupid, and, and the United States of America doesn't stoop to that right. type of thing. Uh, because that would be wrong. That would be akin to the Iran-Contra scandal uh, perpetrated by the evil Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Barack Obama wouldn't do that. And that's why the 400 cash, 400 million in cash, showed up in an unmarked plane uh, on pallets uh, and came from different banks all over the world. Because <laughs> it was part of completely different negotiations and had nothing to do with the freeing of the hostages. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's a wild coincidence. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, the wild. timing doesn't look great. The, it, uh, I mean, great. the optics of it, if, if you will, right. are not great. <laughs> <laughs> but it is great. It's great because it it's great. such a funny coincidence. <laughs> and we thought you'd enjoy it yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, um, <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, we gave him a bunch of money. 
uh, for to, just to pay him off. But I mean, that's you know, that's what so, you would expect out of this administration. Yeah. So you expect out of the next administration, no matter which party it comes from. Yeah. Um, it's what you'd expect out of basically um, any politician in Washington at this point, save about four. Uh, that's really all there. Uh, this is what mm. we expect now. And they'll deny it for a couple of years, and then it, the overwhelming evidence will will become so apparent they'll have to say, "Yeah, we did." But so what? It'll be a okay. Year from what now, difference at this point does, does it, it make? Mm-hmm. That's what we'll hear. Yeah, I mean, uh, these things happen. I mean, they go back to many uh, past presidents as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we were talking about, briefly, we talked about the Iran-Contra thing. And I can't remember the exact strain of events that happened, but it was this movie, The Infiltrator. It was just um, uh, watching the Brian Cranston movie. Mm -hmm. And they went in and busted up this big drug ring, and there was tons of money, including huge banks that were involved in laundering this money for the drug dealers. Um, and a lot of the money that they had, um, th- that they seized, they didn't eh, swing it back into public circles. Kind of kept it mm-hmm. in certain places, so then they could then use it. That was the money that eventually went to fund things like Iran-Contra. Um, because they couldn't just be like, oh, we have a bill. Right. Uh, we're going to pass that. You guys got to get some money to do this thing. That's not how those things happen. There's money seized from drug dealers. And if we left it in an account, I don't know where it is. It's still there. I don't know. It's, it's somewhere. I mean, we'll find it eventually. Uh, and it's this type of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we owed him some money anyway. So it's, uh, it's just gave a bunch of euros. What are you going to do? Um, what are you going to do? It's shady. It's shady. What are you going to do? At best. Um, they are now saying now, um, Pew Research is uh, reporting that uh, the number of refugees fleeing to Europe has jumped to just 1.3 million. Last year, um, hmm. it's a, is that a lot, Pat? Would you consider well, that to be? it's not 1.3 billion. It's much less than that. Compared actually. to 1.3 trillion, it's hardly anything. If it wasn't right? for Barack Obama, it would be 1.3 trillion. Yeah, it would. People don't know that. Or 13 trillion. Or 30,000 30, trillion yeah, billion. Yeah, it might be. It and, be. But right now, it's only mm-hmm. uh, 1.3 million. million. They come from three countries, Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria, which if you're going to get refugees... Why would you have any problems from people coming from those countries? I mean, there's never been a bad What, are person. you an Islamophobe? Probably, Is that what you, know you what? are? Probably. If you probably. think there's bad people coming from any of those places, Afghanistan, Iraq, or Syria, you're an Islamophobe. Is that what you're saying? That all people who come from those countries are terrorists? That's what Islamophobes are saying. That's what they're saying. Like Jeffy. Yeah. Like, and Donald Trump. And Donald Trump. Okay. Well, yeah. um, and, you know, people uh, that live in Germany... Uh, those people are saying it as well. <laughs> well, yeah, they yes, are. Uh, those, they, and that's typical because those are that's the home of the Nazis. Uh, self-defense weapons permits hit record highs in Germany. Is as the you'd title expect, of the story. in the home of the Nazis. Huh. Okay, who knew that even home of the Nazis. <laughs> mm-hmm. I rest my case. Um, about half of the 1.3 million come from those countries, nations that have been devastated by war and conflict, of so, course. The research shows that a majority of citizens of the EU countries disapprove of how the influx of refugees has been let handled. Let me ask you this. Hmm. They wouldn't care one iota if crap. it were people coming from uh, the Netherlands. They wouldn't right. Care. Or Norway. Sweden. Sweden. If everybody from Sweden moved to Belgium... There, we wouldn't even be talking about it. Uh, so that's why. And that's why we the, we came up with the phrase long ago, um, and the hashtag hasn't quite caught on yet, Belgian bigots. Because that's what the Belgians are. <laughs> We're trying to, We're trying get, trying to, to get this on, to catch on so far. I haven't had a lot of luck There's yet. not a huge uh, following mm, no. to the Belgian bigots uh, <laughs> hashtag, but we're, this is going to happen, right, Jeffy? You told me it it's going to happen. 
Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And the website's on the way, now. too. Belgian Bigots website coming up. Yep. Coming dot, up. We could only get the dot net. Dot, dot net I sh- I and org. We, we have we got, got, dot well, net I, I meant to tell you, Pat, we... The Couldn't dot get... net thing fell through. We got dot biz. Belgianbigots.biz. But I thought the BBB thing had a good flow to it. <laughs> yeah, Belgianbigots.biz. It does. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So, uh, Jeffy, uh, is that, did we register that through your domain service? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you yes. have. It's not normally yes. the way. That's why you couldn't get. Uh, that's why you couldn't get to com or org. Yeah. Or or. Uh, <laughs> and also why we could get BelgianBabes.biz, which you already you already have. Oh please, so. that's, that's a good body maker actually. <laughs> Do, are, is there a Belgian fetish I'm not aware of? Are people into like I, I specifically in Belgium? Well, probably in Belgium, mm-hmm. you're probably right. I guess, uh, mm. you know, it's it's like Belgian exceptionalism, just like American exceptionalism. It's just people <laughs> yeah. who live here who kind of think their homeland is good. It's got nothing, there's nothing more to that story. No, and... Belgians like Belgium, yeah. uh, Germans like German. Icelanders like Iceland. That's it. Same deal. Mm-hmm. You, you remember when uh, Biden, Joe Biden, said uh, Belgium, uh, uh, Brussels was the, the greatest, you know, people brag about American cities like Washington, D.C. No, no. Didn't he say that yeah. Brussels was the greatest city a, in the world? Yeah. Did he not uh, say that? I'm going to look it, or that up. Or he said it was like a uh, top, you know, top-notch city or something like that. Yeah, but he said one it, of the he, greatest, and yeah. I think he compared it to U.S. cities, and everybody talks about you. No, it's Brussels. What? <laughs> it's Brussels mm. is the big place to be? Okay, well, mm, whatever. There you go. Um, Francois Hollande. Uh, is not happy with Donald Trump, as it seemingly nobody is. Even his campaign, Newt Gingrich is even out today. Newt Gingrich, Newt Gingrich is basically a concubine for Donald Trump. Yes, he is. Okay, and he's out there <laughs> saying that Donald Trump today is uh, is erratic, that he's going too far, that he's he's going out on the field and throwing interceptions, unforced interceptions. Uh, mm-hmm. Was his analogy? Uh, when that's coming from Donald Trump, who is subservient, or from uh, Newt Gingrich, who is subservient to Donald Trump, uh, minor issue in the campaign, I would say, mm-hmm. at, this, at this point. Um, even Chris Christie has criticized him. Uh, Chris Christie uh, is also a concubine. He's, uh, they just seemingly switch. I guess they have a different schedule. Like They alternate, like, like folder sweaters at the Gap. Uh, they come in and leave as the other one is finished. Well, that's what all concubines do. Yeah. Yeah, they have working a certain shifts. night. Yeah, you're working shifts. Yeah. You're not going to be there every night. Right. Uh, and I don't know what I mean. <laughs> I'm sure Donald is virile, but you can't, you know, you've got to take a break occasionally. Uh, point being that uh, this, right, this is a bad day. And, and it's, it's easy. The media does this all the time. Um, easy to jump to this conclusion that Donald Trump is finished today. Uh, when tomorrow it will be something else, and everyone will think Donald Trump's going to win by 60 points. It's, it's easy to get hung up in the, uh, the roller coaster of it all. But the, the bottom line is uh, he's now losing a lot of people who were supporting him before, uh, people who are um, uh, Republicans and people who sucked it up and said, you know what, screw it, I'll, I'll vote for the guy. And I understand that. David Limbaugh had a bunch of posts on Twitter today in which he was uh, – I, I, I wish I had them to read, but it was something to the effect of like – Oh, I'll never Trumpers think people that are reluctantly voting for uh, Donald Trump are sellouts. That's crazy. And yeah, that is, I, I don't think that's true. I mean, I think if you're if you're looking at this analysis and you're saying, look, I ha- I did not like Donald Trump. He's terrible. I see all of his problems. We're going to have big problems with him. But, you know, I just think he's five percent better than Hillary and I got to pick the best one. And I'm going with Donald Trump. 
that analysis, well, I don't agree with it at all. I mean, I think they're both awful equally. Um, and th- they both have different problems that could overshadow the other. Um, however, uh, I can understand that analysis. I mean, there's a lot of people who are going to do that. A lot of people in the audience who do that. I have no problem with that argument. Um, and while it might not be my conclusion, I understand it. Um, the, the people that I have a real problem with are the people who have continuously over multiple years, decades, you know, even longer in some cases, have come out and espoused a principled, pure conservatism. And as soon as Donald Trump showed up, they decided they didn't, none of that stuff mattered. Those are the people that frustrate me personally. But, I mean, they get to make their own choices. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I think those people, there are people in that group that I would consider to be complete sellouts. Or people who went for a really long time and telling us about conservatism. And as soon as Donald Trump showed up on the doorstep, they were like, ah, you know what, he's great. I mean, and you know what, all the things that I told you about how, oh, well, Bush lied uh, uh, and people died, um, that argument was pure evil to these people just a few years ago, and now they're voting for a guy who's saying it. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things, I, I, don't know, I don't know how, you know, to get over that myself. But, I mean, you know, somebody who's just like, oh, God, these people suck. Uh, I guess I got to go with Trump. At least he's a Republican. Maybe he'll work with Republicans. I mean... Maybe he'll. Maybe his uh, Supreme Court pick will be better. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that those are horrible arguments. I just don't believe it with him. I don't believe it. I mean, I, you know, he starts this as a Republican. I would not be surprised if he ended it as a Democrat. Who's to say he wouldn't change parties in the middle when the Republicans opposed him on something? It could. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I, they're both horrific. And he, quite clearly, uh, has more consistent uh, issues uh, that would relate him to a, a dictator type of personality and someone who has absolutely no idea what the Constitution is. I mean, think about this. The number, I think it was number two and three bestsellers on Amazon were the freaking pocket Constitution. And that's not coming from Tea Party members. That's coming from Democrats because the Democrats are able to say that they are the Constitutional Party because the other guy hasn't looked at the Constitution in his life. He's got uh, no idea what it says. He said he did. Yeah, I know he did. I know exactly what he said. Good, uh, I would love to see the next interviewer. Who, now that he said he read the Constitution, let's start quizzing him on it and see what he comes up with. No, you don't want to see that. You want to, you want to talk about a train crash, dumpster fire, uh, a plane into the side of a, of a mountain type of scenario. Watch that interview. Well, try, let's see this guy try to identify what the Tenth Amendment is. Good luck with that one. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... The reason Democrats are buying the Constitution is because they just saw it for the first time when uh, Kazir Khan held it up. <laughs> They're like, what is that thing? What? A Constitution? That sounds interesting. And they I... they thought they'd check it out. He's talking right And now. that's what they did. Okay, there you go. That's what they did. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I got that a whole, like, a I love when that happens. It happens yeah. at times. Triple eight seven two seven back. So anyway, Olan said that, that Trump makes him sick. His excesses make you want to retch. Even in the United States, that's a little phrase I love because uh, because he's uh, that's obviously a dig at the United States. Yep. Uh, Especially when, as was Donald Trump's case, he speaks ill of a soldier of the memory of a soldier like. Francois Hollande cares um, that, well, that yeah. pisses me about off. any of our soldiers' yeah, memories right. of them. This goes far beyond Francois Hollande. This goes to every you know Republican who 
again, not the ones that are reluctantly, oh, gosh, I got to deal with this guy. But the people who've been defending Trump this whole time, this con thing is not new at all. It's the same thing he's done to everyone. He's done it to other Republicans. Yes. This is completely consistent with Donald Trump. And Mm -hmm. this ridiculous idea uh, that, well, we need to have an intervention with him and we need to get him to change. He's incapable of change. It's not as if Donald Trump is sitting there saying, you know what, I could be a very well-reasoned person who's informed on the issues, or I could be this crazy uh, reality show guy. He doesn't, he's incapable of one. It's one of those options Mm -hmm. is not something he can do. It's like saying to Jeffy, Jeffy, hey, go dunk the ball at uh, Madison Square Garden in the middle of an NBA game as you blow by one of the best defensive guards (laughs) in the league. And he says, you know what? I'm choosing instead the other option of standing here and probably falling over because I'm tired from standing. You're incapable of dunking the ball. Okay, Jeffy? And I'm only using you because, you know, you're you. But, I mean, the point is Donald Trump is as capable of controlling himself as Jeffy is dunking. Okay? It's not possible. It's not possible. He can't do Do it. it. Yeah, but here's another poll that shows you why we're in this kind of shape. This is indicative of what's going on in the United States. A new survey from Princeton Survey Research shows that uh, socialism is alive and well in the United States of America. How, what, what is the percentage of Americans who believe the state, the government, should pay for your college education? What percentage would you guess? After Bernie and Hillary? Mm, yeah. uh, we've been racking us with that? What would you have guessed before this? Before that, I would, what, 25%? Yeah. Quarter? You, might, you might think that would be reasonable. Mm-hmm. 20%, maybe 15 yeah. 62% Holy of Americans God. now believe we they, they're entitled to free college educations. Um, 81% of Democrats and 33% of Republicans it's 70, uh, 67% of independents. I mean, that, those are astounding. Even the Republican number is way too high. 33% of Republicans think you're entitled to free college? What? How did this happen? The most disturbing group to love the idea, of course, as you would expect, millennials, who believe that they're entitled to everything. It's just an entitlement generation. And 77% of them think that their college education should be absolutely free. <laughs> I mean, you know, if college is a right, is a is a constitutional right, can housing be far behind? A, a job no. with a guaranteed income uh, of a certain level be far behind? Can food be far behind? A clothing? I mean, you should you have a right to have clothes, don't you? To have some sort of protection against the elements. I mean, we heard from the one lady about her son, right? I mean, he had to he had to steal from that store. It wasn't stealing. He needed the stuff. That's right, Jeffy. He, how was he supposed to get right. by? Was he supposed to be naked everywhere? Thank you. No, he was not no, supposed to be. No, he wasn't. That would be wrong. I and mean, the store had the product, rich store. What if people don't have food? Do you not have a right to eat? I mean, certainly before college you do. Thank you. Right? Thank mean, you. It's far more important. <laughs> right. This is amazing. We're in bad shape. AAA 727 back. It's patent stupid. But I mean, it's not, it, before we go on to this, because I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's explainable. Of course, if you build a system in which people are told constantly the government is there to provide for their wants and needs, Mm -hmm. well, this is something they want and can think that they need. Um, 
and not to mention that we spend so much time telling everyone they need. I was going to say which, they've, they've, you know, they've been being yes. told they. This is what you should have. Which is, yeah. you know, highly questionable for about 80% of jobs in the United States. I don't know if anybody knows that. Right. Uh, I mean, talk to you know, Mike Rowe about this. He's been on the show before talking about this exact thing. Uh, you know, you have, that, you have a situation where I, I want to say it's 5 or 10% of the openings require college. We've seen over and over again, um, and this is, there was one that came out fairly recently that talked about how people who get um, uh, resumes like it's like 12th priority. It's like not even close to the top. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like there's a whole list of things they looked at before they got to college. And most places would not. They came out in polls and said, look, we're not going to disregard people who didn't even go to college. I mean, it's, it's more than that. Right. I mean, right. and everybody knows that when you go to a job and you work your way up from the bottom. And once you're there, you might st- you might start at a little lower level. However, we're seeing now with the way college is. Because everyone thinks they have to go to college, they all come out of college and start at the low level anyway. Right. And then they have to work themselves up after college. Well, we were just talking to... Uh, 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 just talk. I was just going to mention One of, one of our... Is she an intern or is she... Uh, she's working for us anyway. I don't know. She's summer. working for the summer. And mm-hmm. she's going to BYU, which is, you know, obviously, uh, I love that. And, uh, really? and And she's taking... I asked her, so what she's studying at BYU? And she's studying um, communications, right? Yes. And I said, what a waste of time. It's it's a waste of time. So did you tell I her had, this? Well, yeah. I oh, did. I had just got I said, done you, telling her the same and thing. And you <laughs> know, you know, I love BYU, yeah. but that is in this industry a waste of time and money because you get better experience, you learn more, and you get paid well. well you and, do it when you just get a job here and start working here, gain that experience, and then work your way up. And before you had walked in as <laughs> into that conversation, you, we you had just got done talking, thing. and she yeah. said she had told me, you know, since she's been here. She's learned more than what she's learned. Of course, about. She has. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, I, I will say the government has made that more and more difficult. I and mean, when, when, right. when, as we came up, because that's how I did it. That's how you did uh, it just, too, right, Pat? Right. Jeffy, yeah, you, I mean, you, someone owed you a drug yeah. deal or like a drug deal friend, or uh, you told us the story once. But the bottom line is, um, we all kind of did that sort of process and, and, and mm-hmm. learned it. Uh, you know, you learned. You the actually started as an intern. As an intern, yeah. Um, so uh, and blowing so, up balloons at, at radio remotes, right? Technically, I was a paid uh, promotions part-time promotions. Were you really by, by I then? Okay. I mean, I think six dollars an hour. Um, however, my rate for you know, blowing up balloons. Well, I mean, That's I also had to drive the van. The I had van. to, make, I had to set up equipment and on the site. Nobody wants driving the van was a privilege. Stu. Uh, well, I had to set the equipment up on the site, spin the prize wheel. I had a lot of... Nobody wants to haul that damn tent back to the station. <laughs> <laughs> the point, though, is that uh, the government has done and something and, and worked hard. Did the to make never spin the prize wheel? Well, I had, to, I had to freaking it? build it. It came in several parts. I had really? to put it together. Oh every, on every single gig, it was heavy. That's too much. It was you a big, heavy metal one. It was at six fifty an hour. For uh, that. I might okay. have, yeah, maybe I did get uh, six fifty. You couldn't figure out how to get the tent back into the carrying case. Oh, that was right? de- very. Oh, it never went. In. <laughs> never went. In. <laughs> I remember those oh, days. God. Those are good times. My point is, though, <laughs> the government has done a lot of work to make that approach difficult. It's hard to go work at places because you can't go work for free because that's that's mean. Income inequality taking advantage. Just literally. 
literally not. made that illegal, right? Yeah. I mean, in many, I mean, I don't know. In if many states. It, in many states. And also, if it's not illegal, they they will uh, find a way to make it illegal. Mm-hmm. In other words, they'll, they'll come up with some other justification to criticize you, especially businesses they don't like, of course. Watch how many campaign volunteers there are. They somehow find a way to make that okay for Oof. them. But for other people who are trying to learn an industry, to go, that was the best thing in the world. Instead of spending $20,000 a year to go to a college in which you learn a theory about something you could actually be applying, you go to a place where you work for free, and so it's not a, a, a minus $20,000. You're at zero. You could still work other jobs, bring in some cash or whatever. Yeah, you don't have to just um, do that. No, and I didn't do that. I worked, huh. I worked in, in uh, scheduling in uh, furniture deliveries was my job at the time. That's right. Um, and I worked there. Uh, and then I worked um, as an intern for the afternoon show and an intern mm-hmm. for the morning show. So I would come in and mm-hmm. I would intern for the morning show. Mm-hmm. And then I would go to work and work a full day, come back. Uh, and, and that work. building couldn't get rid of you. They couldn't. Then I came back, did some insur- uh, in furniture deliveries. I come back and work the last couple hours of the night show uh, or afternoon show. And then I would do the events afterwards. Uh, you know, uh, the, 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 uh, the stupid balloon blowing That's up. World class. By, That's, which, by the way, still. Uh, my kid got a balloon this weekend, this weekend at a, a store. And they have like it's a lot fancier now because they have like the like they just put them on sticks yeah, and like they're all automatically tied. And I wanted to take the stick off came right back to me how to tie those balloons. That, 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 that experience still stands by today. And that, see, it paid off. You learn came little bits. Of, I still yeah. know how to tie balloons really well. Congratulations. Point being, though, you get this for free <laughs> rather than paying for it. Yeah. And you get it. It's specific yeah. to what you want to do. The only, the only thing about it is you need to know what you want to do or at least yeah. know something that you might want to do. And the bottom line is if college, I mean, college is not a right no, uh, it's, it's not even advisable in many circumstances. If food isn't a right, certainly college isn't. But what food is, is a responsibility. If you're, if you're the breadwinner in the home, yeah. you have a responsibility to provide food for yourself and your family, right? So uh, when it comes to being prepared, this is a responsibility that my Patriot Supply helps you with. They make it really easy to build an emergency food supply so that you're never caught Without food for your family. Yeah, this too. Like, I mean, for people who uh, they talk about this all the time with uh, not having enough. Uh, you know, is food a right? Is food a right? Well, it's like for ninety nine dollars, you don't have to worry if it's a right. Mm-hmm. You know, you got. I mean, ninety nine dollars not everybody in America can afford, but for four weeks of food, it's going to be hard to eat for cheaper than that. And you're going to get really good food uh, that's going to hang around, so uh, it's going to stay fresh, and you're going to be able to prepare it, and it's going to still taste good even up to twenty five years later. Yeah, uh, this is an easy step to take. Uh, we were talking about this off the air uh, during radio. Are you? Could anyone? feel bad that they spent $99 to have a four-week supply no. of food. No way. Like, you're never no. going to regret no that purchase. Think I mean, about it. That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a month for four people, isn't it? And I got news for you. When you're well, getting one person, one person. Yeah, when you're getting a report that says, right. right. When you're getting a report that says uh, the stores can't be delivered to, they're empty. The only thing left on the store is a can of black beans <laughs> that's dated from 2001. <laughs> you're you're going to be happy. Right, yeah. You're I mean, going to be happy. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to. Don't wait for a disaster to strike. Be, get prepared right now because when the disaster comes, it's already too late. So order online at preparewiththeblaze.com or yeah. you can just call them 888 411 5290. That's what these letters and words mean here. You should just just, just go there. Preparewiththeblaze.com 888 411 5290. See them and they're right there. Yeah. Limit two per caller.
Give them a call. Triple A four eleven fifty two ninety. In the next nineteen seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Horrible uh, situation happening uh, in Maryland yesterday Mm. where white cops yet again, yet Mm. again, targeted an innocent Mm. black woman with a child. Oh, no. And shot her. Oh, my God. Um, An unbelievable, an unbelievable situation. Here she is. There she is. Um, This is uh, is. uh, Black Lives Matter. She's lovely. Um, tried to start a hashtag to honor the attempted, um, uh, the, well, the victim. She was, she was, she, she was killed, wasn't she? she yeah, she was sh- shot um, yes. and killed. Yeah. She was holding a five-year-old boy in her lap. That is how the media has told you about this. In story. her lap, so she's seated with the baby, and they no. they indiscriminately walk up and shoot does she her. Look, does she look like a threat to anybody? No. Look at this. Look at this. Does this no. look like a threat to no, someone? No, she looks sweet. All I see innocent, lovely. is a sweet. Wonderful woman who has a a young child and is the Mm -hmm. victim of police violence. White police violence. Because because she's black. And by the way, everybody, you whiteies out there who think, oh, well, I wish the cops didn't do that. The blood's on your hands, too. You did this by allowing these Mm -hmm. police to be armed. Anyway, uh, uh, by the way, NRA, the NRA, how about that? NRA? Uh, let me just throw that out there. Oh, the NRA. Yeah. Okay. They are responsible. They oh. are liable for this. Uh, she was victimized. What about the gun manufacturers? Was... Gun manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. As well. What about people who make metal? Yes. <laughs> yes. What the bullet industry? <laughs> we could go way back. <laughs> Sorry, I had a cough there. Lead. 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 The lead people. As if you the, haven't killed the enough people, who people put... with your paint. Yeah. Thank now you. you're killing people with yes. bullets. Pencils? Yes! People who make pencils? You're all responsible for this, damn it. Police arrived at Gaines' apartment at 9.20 a.m. Uh, with a warrant for her arrest because she was mm. black. Also, they said that she mm. missed her court date. Mm. Oh, uh, she was boy. set uh, for uh, resisting. Wait, they arrived at her house because she's black? Because she's black, and then also because she, they say she missed her court date. They called her for sitting with a child while black. Yes. Uh, oh, and boy. She missed her court date. Uh, they forgot to put uh, the, uh, the the truth, which is that it's white court. <laughs> it's Thank not for, you. I will say that. It's not for white people of color. with white justice. White justice and white privilege. From the white man. Apparently she had some disorderly conduct. Uh, I guess oh, that no. means her skin was too dark. Yeah. Uh, and numerous other traffic offenses, meaning driving while black. And that's yep. why DeRay McKesson from uh, Black Lives Matter uh, started that hashtag. Mm. And he called her a dear sister, yep. unquote, who was victimized yep. because... 
she is black. She was ticketed uh, in March. She threw her uh, mm. ticket, her white ticket, out the car window. Well, good. Um, when they good when for she her. said they'd be arrested, they said um, she would have to be murdered before she got out of her car. And she was. Um, after Dang it, she was. Three Monthly. police officers came to Gaines' apartment to arrest a man for mm. assault. Police say the unidentified man had kidnapped Gaines' one-year-old child, but was caught by the cops. After police mm. repeatedly knocked on the apartment door and identified themselves to no response, and they went inside I got it after getting a key from the landlord. Gaines was sitting on the floor in front of um, in front of the door with a five-year-old child. Again, is there any threat from this woman uh, as she's holding a five-year-old child? This woman, a mm-hmm. five-year-old child, she's holding a ch- Does she look like a threat to you? I know she does to you because of her skin. But does she act? She, what does she weigh, 100 pounds, Pat? No, yeah, 100 pounds. Well, and... Th- the shotgun that she was holding may have looked like a threat. I I hesitate uh, the, to even bring that up the shot. because it's irrelevant to this discussion. <laughs> there was a shotgun she was holding and pointing at the police. I think, no. I think it accidentally um, went off a couple times. And it did it did it go off? I hadn't heard or, that part. She was she or had did she scream bang? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Yeah, she fired. Well, but. But did, she fired well, several oh, yeah. shots. Well, that's what the cops say. You were, Thank you. They're going to say you. that she Thank fired you. the gun course, at them. Of course they are. You know, after they planted it in her arms. Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you this question: How was she holding a baby and a gun at the same time? Does she have two arms? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. it's ridiculous, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Does she have yes, double arms? She's a double armor. Somehow she magically can carry around a gun and a small child at the same time. Yeah, right. Unbelievable. Uh, the cops immediately um, uh, called uh, tactical personnel at the home and began negotiating with Gaines to put the gun down, even calling her parents to come and get her to stop. During the dialogue and conversation, she repeatedly pointed a long gun at the police officers. An officer eventually did fire once at Gaines. She fired back. Uh, the officer shot back, killed her at 3 p.m. Uh, the officer said it was unclear whether the child was accidentally shot in the leg by gunfire from his mother or the cops. Uh, the tactical cops had arrived, however, reported seeing Gaines pointed the shotgun at her son several times during the shootoff. But of course they'd say that. Uh, uh, those are the words of a white person. <laughs> okay, let's be clear about that. The boy is going to oh, be okay, though, uh, thankfully. Um, and Black Lives Matters activists continue to say this is yet another shooting of an unarmed black person, even though she's And you'll be hearing gun. her name. What is her name? Because, because be listening for this when they Corinne, start. Corinne, what is it? Be, when they start doing the pronunciation of the names again, which Karen is Gaines. so meaningless. Okay. Corinne, 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 Corinne Gaines. Corinne Gaines. Corinne Gaines. Uh, Michael Brown, Trayvon Austin, Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Austin's a football player. Sorry, Trayvon. Trayvon, not Trayvon. You know, so I don't know. Ridiculous. But that's but that's what white people would do. That's what white people would do. That's what white yeah. cops do in this country every day. They continually get angry with people pointing guns at them if they're black. Well, listen, that's our president said it best when he said. That's how white people will do you. Mm-hmm. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. And that's then, how white people will that's do it. you. Uh, how long have we said it, Pat? Uh, well, he's said it. Well, since, since he's been saying it, we've been saying it. Occidental college. Yeah. That's how white people will do you. And uh, 
don't really like white people. You gotta say that. I, I don't, I mean, is that racist to say that I don't like white people? Because they're no. You can say you hate white people. Okay. You can say that. Like it when uh, uh, you know women pretend to be babies. <laughs> <laughs> do you like that, Stu? Are you into no. that? This is a no? weird trend, and I'm not. Uh, no, this is a good I, trend. What do you mean weird? Wait, what? What? Did, <laughs> holy! Did, uh, no, I was talking about he, Jeffy. Did no, you I, hear that? I, I I did, but the I, bigotry. I was... <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm on a st- I've got a stock chart pulled up right here, and I'm surprised that oil has risen today, and I thought that was a weird trend. What are you guys talking about? Oh, I wasn't listening. Wow. Okay. I wa- Ooh, wait, what were you guys? For a minute there, I thought you were talking about the adult oh. woman in Florida. Oh, who- oh no. Okay. Because that, that's just a choice. Uh, thank a you. A normal yes. human choice. Yes. Thank God I was looking at that stock chart and it was very easily explained, or that would have been inappropriate. Uh, let's take a look at this Florida woman named Jess. Uh, she's 21. She lives with her boyfriend, David, who's 24, and uh, she typically calls him Daddy. A DDLG? Um, Is this a DDLG? What was our, what was our yeah. breastfeeding uh, yeah, DD, cause DDLG. that we for a while? The couple engages <laughs> Wait, in age that? play, specifically daddy-dominant little girl, so it's DDLG, and diaper baby diaper lover play. Oh, this is sick. It is. So uh, well, look at it. Yeah, let's watch it. Yes, and then we'll comment, perhaps. 21-year-old Jess and her boyfriend David have what many would describe as an unusual relationship. It, would they? Jess enjoys regressing to infancy. She calls it little space. I like wearing diapers <laughs> because yeah, it's, it's, it's a progressor. Stuff. It's also very comforting. I don't know, like it feels nice to sit with them. What? When I see Jess wearing diapers, I kind of feel indifferent. I I only pee in them. (laughs) I do not do the other thing in them. I don't know, like that's just too far for me. Diapers aren't really his thing so much as they are mine, but he said he is willing to learn not changing me out of a dirty one, but like initially putting me in a clean one, so... We'll see. My favorite thing about being <laughs> Jess's daddy is caring for her. Age play is not sexually stimulating to me in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it is to other people, but it's not for me. It makes me happy that she's happy. That's not it. Yeah, he's not into this. <laughs> he's not into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. Uh, it's creepy and weird. All right? Uh, I, I don't care who you are. Mm. That's just pathetic and bizarre uh, and weird. Uh, and sick. Uh, are we at a it's point where we have to sick. deny that? I don't, I no. Don't, okay. I'm not going to. I don't care what point we're at. That's creepy, sick, yeah. weird, and and pathetic, and disgusting. And you need help. And I, stop it. Okay, stop it right now. I they need know. to be arrested, both of them. Him for participating, even against his will. He does seem like he's not into it. Yes, he, he they seems need to like be arrested. He needs to be arrested. Yes, that's what you heard me say. That's what I said. I'm speaking I to not. it. Here's part two of this I fun. Are we actually going to play part story. two? Yeah, I guess. Oh, it's too weird. I don't for know. Uh, really sickening. For me, there is nothing sexual about like. my age play or anything like that. For a lot of people, it is a fetish or a kink, <laughs> and it's in a sexual BDSM community. He's not into this rainbow. 
Jess's you know, real life childhood was troubled. Troubled. I was abused when I was a toddler. Okay, well, I right, guess I think that the age play and everything is stemmed from mm. whatever happened in my childhood mm. yeah, to I get that right, innocence pumpkin. back that I didn't have to relive it the way that I wanted to in a more innocent and pure way. On the other end, I think that I would probably still be into it even if I wasn't Do you? abused. Nah, you Do you? Jess doesn't just regress to being a baby, sometimes preferring to be a toddler. <gasps> As a little girl, I like to do a lot of different things. I like to drink out of sippy cups. I like to dance and wear cute dresses and like tutus and coloring. So do I. Coloring so do I. I mean, I like that too. <laughs> oh, golly. Is that. That. Uh, okay. What's. Do we have to do another one? No. No, I don't. Because what's anything. most weird about this is that, you know, sure it goes on mm. and, you know, it happens. And mm-hmm. why? I mean, well, we're she, doing reports on it because it's some sort of I, news. She, she coverage? clearly, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Get it. And she clearly hit, hit her the nail on the barrel head there by saying she was abused and that's what happened. I don't I think mean, I clearly, would be doing this, it, acting like this if it wasn't for the. Yeah, yeah she would. Maybe. It'd be a lot different. Oof, wow, that's that weird. That is just really, really weird. Mm. Uh, Let's just take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. Mm-hmm. I mean, sick. Good. Jeffy found it felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Really good open. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really powerful. Powerful. Go ahead, Jeffy. Here's your big chance. One second, because I was trying to... Don't you dare dare say, I want to see I find something. I'll probably find something to talk about. I'll probably find something. What do you have today, Jeffy? First of all, I have that I just received an email that I'm kind of considering. I'm excited about mm-hmm. uh, that. It says it said in the email itself, uh, breast enlargement can drastically improve your confidence. You and, want you um, want bigger breasts than you already have? I'm actually. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you've lost any of your self esteem or confidence, which right, you maybe know, I've lost a little, a little. Uh, mm-hmm. I, so this is funny on many levels. First of all, <laughs> Jeffy uh, getting a breast implant yeah. surgery. Secondly, that Jeffy would need larger boobs. Right. Thirdly, that this is the level of prep he did for this segment, which is look at his spam email. Well, I just happened to see it. I just happened to see <laughs> it. You just happened to see it. Right. Now, I will say yes. that uh, Glenn teased it a little bit at the end of the radio show, and it's been on uh, the prep for a couple of days, and we haven't got to it, is the Satanic uh, Temple uh, for the After School Satan Club. Uh it's actually and, agonizing. And don't forget the and, parenthetical uh, part of the headline in every single story. Coming to you. Even in Utah! <laughs> I, I, I don't know why that every single time. Even in Utah! <laughs> so, uh, of course, if, it, if it's deemed that you must do this. It's it eager to, be... com- to compete directly with the good news clubs and doesn't mm. hide its belief that its own after-school product is on the right side. My understanding, though, of that story is it came from, like, the Salt Lake Tribune. 
Yes, it did. So it's it's just a Utah well, local Utah paper pointing out that hey, you know, it's come, it's, it's well, a, this isn't just a nationwide story. It affects mm-hmm, you too. I think mm-hmm. it's it wasn't you know, I mean, I think that's why it says Utah in the headline, but. <laughs> There's nothing else about Utah that would cause them to say. Well, but they're located in uh-huh. Utah, so they would. Yes, you'd they think are. they would have a yes. Utah spin on the right. story, but uh-huh. I understand. And apparently, they do. But uh, so, what is the deal on this story? On this after-school club, Jeffy? They, they're fighting for it because uh, a couple of years ago, they said the courts said it was okay that uh, the schools could have them. And so they have the good news could have, clubs and the yeah, they could have, clubs. And they could, could have religious-based clubs. And so they're now, you know, saying, hey, uh, we're here too. Yeah, and our Satan so clubs will bad. focus on free inquiry and rationaliz- rationalism. They pretty much say that they're not, they don't even really believe in Satan, too. They're just, like, making a point. It's like not even like yeah, we want to give children an appreciation for the natural wonders surrounding them, not a fear of an everlasting otherworldly horror. Then why don't they? Why aren't they the <laughs> atheist club instead of a Satan club? I don't know. That's I a good think, question. I mean, I think people would argue that atheism isn't a religion, although I think yeah. it has a lot in common with religion. Um, in that, like, it's uh, you know, it's a system of beliefs, right? I mean, yeah. like, they they are taking things on faith just as much. I mean, you know, <laughs> whether they want to admit that or not, I suppose is uh, is another story. But I mean, if they say that they're religious and supporting Satan, then it becomes a religious club, which then has to be protected. Uh, in theory, under this rule, and, and I'm so sick of this. For the one millionth time, there there is no obligation for schools, for the government, for anybody to allow a Satan club. There, there is. We're under no obligation to treat every single thing equally. We don't have to. I mean, there there is nobody can make a legitimate argument that Christianity and Satanism should be treated equally, and you should allow both after school. That's asinine. Well, what if they say... Can we use common sense? Well, you can't favor, you can't promote. Or, nothing about favoring or promoting or advertising religion is in the Constitution. There's nothing that says you can't do that. But There's not one thing that says you can't do it. One thing that might indicate that was the fact that they had state religions at the time of the Constitution. (laughs) They were actually state religions at the time. Right. The one thing you can't do is have Congress establish a national religion. And the other thing you can't do is, is prevent anybody from practicing the way they want. That doesn't mean you have to allow them to practice it at school. Right. You don't have to. Nope. And there's there's nothing that says you have to. Okay, yeah. so, and have your stupid, weird. I mean, it, it's asinine. Right. And when will we ever get a grip on yeah, it? Yeah, but and separation I don't think of church and state. You know, if that's in the Constitution. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> actually not. It's actually not. He's never even heard of it. <laughs> and you know, you know, it's going to go through. You know, they're going to let it happen. Yes, it is oh, yeah. going to go through, and they are you know going to let, let it happen. And then you're going to have these stupid things sprout up, and and it's part of the you know destruction of our country. So get ready for it. You might want to get some extra food in your pantry. I think we've told you how to do that a few times. destruction. Plus, while they're working on that, because tomorrow I'll tell you a little bit about uh, the, the goodness that comes from the Pacific beetle cockroach. Oh, really? Why don't okay. you maybe instead do some research and come up with I just did. I just teased a story for tomorrow from the Pacific beetle cockroach. Okay. Good news coming from that.
Detroit. Hi! Uh, it's Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven. Uh, back. It's, that's our phone number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> what's the problem? What's uh? What's the matter? Nothing. I'm just like, wow, you nailed that about yeah. the number thing. I mean, that's uh, you're right there. You're right in the. You're if in the pocket. If you dial those digits in that order, you will actually reach our show. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, that's what we understand mm-hmm. anyway. Um, <laughs> last night on his TV show. Glenn sat down with an audience and uh, discussed the new, his latest book, which is Liars, um, and how the DNC and RNC made them feel and the differences between the Democrats and Republicans. And uh, here's a look at how that went. Which one felt better? Felt like I, I want to. That's more me. Which one? Republicans or Democrats? Anybody say RNC? Two? Two people said that? Not, not on policy. Not on policy. On tone. Okay? Yes? Two people said that. Let me, let me hear from you and, and you. Why do you say that? What you, would you see? Okay, well, I've seen the Republicans talking about things that matter to me. They were talking about the uh, ISIS. They were talking about bringing the economy back. They were talking about making I, the com- country no, I don't think, I think I think you misunderstand. I, uh, that's substance. So I'm not talking about the speeches. I'm not talking about substance. I'm talking about the packaging, all the stuff that went around it. All the, the people who were, for instance, the African-American woman that came out and she lost her husband in the war and then applied to Trump University. And she said, amazing, amazing. Um, she said, I spent all of his money, all of our money he saved for the betterment of our kids. And I thought, now I'm the breadwinner, so I better get some sort of education. And I saw Donald Trump University, and I thought this was good. And so I put all my money in there, $30,000. And then they come, uh, and then a, a week into it, I know this is a sham. And I go to them, and I beg them, look, this is all the money I have. Now, she said... So they do this really nice film, this little commercial of this, and it's heartbreaking. Then she comes out and she starts to say, look, he has so much money, he doesn't even know what he's going to do with it. What do Democrats usually say around that time? Share the wealth. Um, You know, he's just greedy and he's keeping us down. She said... But you know what? I don't I don't mind that. That's why I went to school, because I want to be as successful and as rich as he is. I checked the channel. I checked. I checked. I, am I in the right dimension? The, the Democrats are saying that. I, I just I just have to tell you, I wanted to be like that. But he doesn't care who he stomps on. He, he he'll just he'll just stomp on the little person. To make his money. Now, whether you think that's true or not, that's marketing. That is packaging because that's not what they believe. They want to take Donald Trump's money, my money, your money. They want to take it and redistribute it to somebody else. So that's not what they believe. That's marketing. Yes. Well, I thought a lot of it was encouraging. Um, of the me, Republicans. As a person. Yes, the Republicans. As a person. There's something in the future for me. I have to work for it, but um, 
I, I just thought all of it was, I, uh, quite a bit of it. I mean, I didn't really, I, I hated the fact that, that Trump said some of the things he said, but yet the other side does that. Yeah, and maybe we need to have that pointed out to us so that we know that we can do our thing. Right. We have the ability. We don't need somebody else to tell us what to do. All we have to do is get out there and work for okay, it. Okay, so... Are you guys just being polite and didn't we just wanted to go around, go along with the crowd? Or does it, do other people feel this way? Are it just these two that feel this way? Yes. You've had your hand up here. Let me get a microphone over to you real quick. Yes, go ahead. My whole feeling watching the RNC and the DNC was voting day is going to be like Christmas Day. And <laughs> what's going to happen is the DNC has got this great big huge box and it's wrapped up in this glittery brightly colored wrapping paper and it's got this great big huge bow on it and it's got this big tag on it that says love the dnc and the rnc is wrapped up it's in it's in a smaller box and it's in the grant it's in the pa the paper that grandma's used years and years it and looks years. like dad wrapped it and it looks like dad wrapped it exactly and it says from the RNC. And right. the problem is, is you can't tell if, if, like you said, if you're not paying attention to policy, if you're just your average everyday American watching these two things, you can't tell what's in it no. until you open it up and you see the raw sewage that's in the really big box mm -hmm. and the actual substance that's in the slightly smaller box. Right. That's so what my feeling was. This is this again. And we'll come to you next. This again is Bernays market everything market everything and so the first thing that we have to to learn is as conservatives we suck at marketing we're awful we we are just the worst at it and nobody wants to spend any time on it because we don't necessarily think that way but i think we do i think we actually do we think we don't but when we see a commercial we see something it connects with our heart we're like oh my gosh i I want to save little puppy dogs, too, for $49.99 a month. Sure, I'll send my check. So we do react to that. But we just think we have the best argument, and that's all that we need. We're losing on the best argument. We have the best argument, and we're losing because they're giving hope, but a different kind of hope, a hope that touches right to your heart. And Hillary did it better than anybody I've, I've ever seen. She didn't do it. She was awful. But whoever packaged that, whoever was behind that convention, the best I've ever seen. Yes. Hi, yes. Um, I know that we were talking about progressives and how they use fear in order to be able to get their particular agenda forward. I personally think that the RNC is trying to use a lot of fear in order to be able to move their particular mm. agenda forward in the sense of that Hillary, she's Satan incarnate. You know, we don't want Hillary. So we must all unite in order to be able to combat this great evil. And so, you know, I think that when as Republicans and definitely as conservatives and people that are supposed to be of faith, whenever we our actions are dictated upon our fear as opposed to what is right and what keeping in mind that God is our judge and that he's the one that is in control, I think that we can fall into the same problems that the progressive movement has in the sense of that, you know, in the name of society, we're going to commit these incredible atrocities. So 
the ends justifies means. Christian pragmatism or religious pragmatism is really, I think, against what the Bible teaches us. Tony, we're coming right back to that by the end of the show. Tony, you're next. <laughs> Thanks. Just have a real quick comment in that everything I've been hearing so far, I keep getting these flashbacks back to Genesis and the story of that infamous apple with Adam and Eve. And what's the apple this time? So when let's let's start here with the idea that the um, Republicans are using fear. Who started the progressive party in America? No, nope. the progressive party was not started by Woodrow Wilson, Theodore Roosevelt. It was the Republicans that started the progressive party. And there's two things that you need to understand about the uh, progressive movement. And that is um, the Republicans. And it's easy to tell which one is which. And once you know this little secret, it is so easy. Um, you, you'll know exactly where they're going. Um, you have the Republicans and the Democrats. They both believe in big government. What separates them? What is the big difference that we, especially around war, that we're always arguing over? What is it we're always arguing over? The military. In what way? Size of the military. Okay. How else? Application of the military. Individually strong as reverse to a much more collective world, you know. The Republicans say we want a strong military and we want to go and we're going to nation build because we're the leaders of the world. They want the collective world to some degree, but they want to lead it. And they will send the military in. The Democrats want the same thing, but they want the U.N. to run it and stop with this U.N. chess beating stuff. The reason why is because before everything was discredited, the Democrats loved Stalin and Lenin. The Republicans loved Mussolini. And the Republicans said they both believed that it is uh, what has to happen is we have to have uh, uh, an administrator. We have to have somebody that just has all of these departments, the Department of the Interior, the Department of Defense and everything else, and they'll manage. So we just need a manager. OK, the Democrats um, saw the revolution in Russia and Woodrow Wilson said, this is fantastic. FDR said, he understands me, okay? Stalin understands me. Stalin loved FDR, said, look at he is America's Stalin. It's great. Mussolini was the same with the Republicans because they thought that self-rule was over. Now we're in a scientific age and things are going to change. So we just, we have science decide everything and we have somebody just administer What's happening? And there are too many stupid people because we've we've let them breed with anyone. 
And so and so we got to stop them from breeding with each other and we'll get the smart ones and they'll know exactly what to do. But you guys in the elite class, you guys in the press, you guys who are already here, you're already in the elite. You, you professors, you know, you know, the rest of the people are stupid. So we'll teach them and jam it down their throat until we can sterilize the stupid ones get rid of the miscreants and start setting up a way so we don't let people breed with people they shouldn't be breeding with. That's why we argue over marriage. There was no marriage license before the, before the uh, progressives. The progressives put it in to first make sure that blacks and whites don't mix. No marriage between you two. Okay, that's the first one. The second one is why do we get a blood test? We get a blood test, so you're not going to breed a bunch of imbeciles. That's why. Those are so discredited and pre-Nazi era, and we have, that's the reason why we're arguing, should the federal government declare that marriage should be between a man or a woman only? No, the federal government shouldn't be involved in our breeding at all. Seven twenty seven back is the uh, phone number. Uh, we uh, uh, okay? Yeah, I just thought I'd you know uh, sigh to, to add sort of a je ne sais quoi to the show, if you will. <laughs> <coughs> Why would that be? Uh, uh, I you know it's a little atmosphere. Okay. It just adds some tension. You know, people okay. People say he's, wow, he's so wound up, he had to just kind of let it all out there. So. <laughs> Does it work as well when you explain it after? No, it doesn't. No. No, and usually they say if you have to explain it, it uh, wasn't worth doing. So <laughs> okay. Maybe it wasn't as good as I thought. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have a collection of uh, the, uh, you, got, you know, there's a lot of companies that you know, we know for a particular thing. Um, what do they do first? A lot of times it's not the thing you know them for. <laughs> I tried again to see if it worked any better the second time, but it, it, I don't think it did. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> This is stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you do it, because you go. I can't. <laughs> All right. We've got a collection of uh, for mental floss, first products from famous companies. And uh, here's what they look like. And here's, oh, these are uh, playing cards. Hanafuda playing cards from Nintendo, the uh, video game brand that launched such 80s and 90s era franchises as Mario, you know, Super Mario, and The Legend of Zelda, which I played a lot. Did you play Zelda? Uh, Legend I, of Zelda back I in the Nintendo days? It. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. 
And Pokemon is actually one of the older companies on the list. It was founded in 1889 as a playing card company in uh, Kyoto, Japan. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Uh, the cards were popular among the organized crime gangs that inhabited Japan's gambling halls. The company's origins are even reflected in its name when separated into three characters, Nin, Ten, and Do. Roughly translates to uh, leave luck to heaven or work hard, but in the end... It's in heaven's hands. Wait, leave luck to heaven or work hard? Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I, don't exact I don't know how that works. Um, Hoover, uh, vacuum cleaner company, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the first Hoover vacuum ever assembled consisted of a tin soap box, a, uh, a pillowcase, a broom mm. handle, and a fan. Uh, originally dubbed the electric suction sweeper. It was built by Henry Hoover's wife's cousin. Hmm. Well, that was still a vacuum, though. It's just a different kind of vacuum. It's like right, an old-timey right. vacuum. I mean, that's not a yeah. very good example. No. <laughs> really Come on, mental flaws. Get on your game. <laughs> that's a really good point, Stu. Thank you. Thank you for calling BS on that one. Oh, no, they're great. They're yeah. great. Uh, Lego uh, started out with wooden pull toys. Toy brand that's best known for plastic interlocking bricks was founded by a carpenter. Struggling to find enough wood to build furniture during Denmark's recession in the 30s. Uh, they began turning old wood scraps into children's toys. Some of Lego's first products included toy trains, automobiles, and a wooden duck on wheels that quacked when it was pulled, like, like the one you see pictured here. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> clarifying that. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Harley Davidson, you know them for, of course. Pancakes. Uh, tricycles. Um, William Harley and uh, Walter Davis, uh, Arthur and Walter Davidson developed their first working motorcycle prototype in 1903. There was one problem. The hmm. bike did not uh, actually have enough horsepower to go uphill, which is an issue. Uh, uh, people, yeah. people a lot of times like that. Unless you live in Texas. Um, their second attempt, however, had a larger engine, uh, stored a uh, loop frame chassis. Uh, and uh, I mean, again, like that, it's just an older motorcycle. I guess maybe this is I mean, oh. a <laughs> sure it Sorry. still didn't really <laughs> It doesn't seem to have the impact I'd hoped. Did you did you feel like it did? I, no it did that, not. No, it didn't. No. It no. Did it's possible it's not a good broadcast technique. <laughs> it's, it's possible. It's I'm possible. not willing to say for sure yet. I don't know definitively <laughs> that we know. Three of them now. <laughs> Yeah, but Jeffy did one of them. Yeah, yeah. And he may not I, have I, done I tried it right. To make it yeah, yeah. No, that's true. You may have. That's you true. may not have done it right. Uh, <laughs> all right, Ford did the Model A, of course. The uh, the sale of the first vehicle from Ford couldn't have come at a better time. In 1903, they were struggling to stay in business, <laughs> uh, spending nearly all their cash investments to buy car parts and pay employees. Then, in July of that year, a Chicago dentist. Uh, made the purchase so th that they so desperately needed. He bought the first ever Model A for eight hundred and fifty dollars. Eight fifty. That was that was a lot in nineteen oh three. Eight hundred fifty bucks. That's a lot Heck of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Uh, that turned out to be the first of many orders for the vehicle, and just and after just fifteen months, the uh, then seventeen hundred Model A cars were sold. Man, at eight hundred fifty bucks a, a piece. That was a lot Henry Ford of money. Some cash. Yeah. You're lying. That's why Ford was successful, apparently. Yes. All right, so now it's time for the Smiling Volcano video, of which I know nothing about, but let's check it out. Well, Mick Calber here of Tropical Visions Video made it. 
Okay, uh, good. He recently took flight with Paradise Helicopters to form molten lava from high above. Uh, here it is. Look at this. Sweet. <clears throat> the lava lake within the vent, within the vent to the west, was truly spectacular. Okay, there's the smiling face in the lava, right? Yep. Okay, because oh it's got my the gosh. lava up here. Looks like eyes. Look at that. that right there. Okay. Okay. That's kind of cool, actually. That is sort of cool. I like the uh, relaxing music they're playing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> as an accompaniment. <laughs> Are we going to get to see the face again? I sure hope so. I hope so too. Oh, here yeah. it comes. They're coming back around. And I yes. So oh. And then there it is uh, flowing into the into the ocean. That is cool. That though, is pretty it? cool, yeah. That is really cool. Look at that lava. Just be, That would be cool to see live. Really would. Look at that. I just think, you know, I wouldn't want to be caught in one, but the volcanic flow is really spectacular. I mean, you, ha you have that on a bumper sticker on your car. I, I do, <laughs> yeah. The volcanic <laughs> flow is, is really, really spectacular. spectacular. <laughs> it's right below the Jeffy is fat. <laughs> Uh, bumper sticker that I have. Are you gonna, is that going to stay on forever? Uh, yes, of course it is. Dozens of visitors made their way on foot and by boat to witness the hypnotic dance of hot rock and cold seawater. And see when that see? happens, when they hit one another, what happens, Jeffy? When the volcano, when the lava hits the, the colder water, what then happens? Steam. And? The land. Turns it creates create, more. It turn, creates more landmass. Turns into stuff. Uh, yes, <laughs> it turns mountains. into more, more landmass. Is, is, is what happens. Uh, so that's pretty spectacular. <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, yes. Did you have something else you wanted to add? No. Was, okay. More good. more patents do coming up. There. Keep going. It is uh, Pat and Stu. Uh, we showed you this, I think, a couple of days ago. When was this? When we saw this? Oh, a couple of weeks now, right? Oh, it's, has it been that long? Uh, the sociopath trailer? Yeah. Uh, ben House working on uh, a project right now, and he's raising some money in the, on crowdfunding site uh, GoFundMe for something called Trump. Uh, well, actually, it's about Trump, and it's called Sociopath. Here's, here's a look at it. Trump is calling wow. for a total wow. and complete shutdown 
of Muslims entering the United States. When you get these terrorists, you have to take out their families. Japan has a problem. Maybe they would, in fact, be better off if they defend themselves, including with nukes, yes. Saddam Hussein was a bad guy, right? But you know what he did well? He killed terrorists. If Saddam Hussein was there, would we be better off? Absolutely. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. Blood coming out of her, wherever. I've taken advantage of the laws of this country. I'm the king of debt. I'm great with debt. I don't know if I'll do the fighting myself or if other people will. Get him out of here. Throw him out. Keep his coat. Confiscate his coat. Oh, you're so politically correct. You're so beautiful. Oh, look at you. Does that sound to you like the temperament of a man we should elect as president? Here's the guy that inherited $200 million. If he hadn't inherited $200 million, you know where Donald no, no, Trump no, no, would be no, right no, now? No, no, Selling no. watches in Manhattan. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? The state of New York has filed a $40 million lawsuit against Donald Trump. This is a guy who is conning conservatives right now. He is running a scam. This is a fraud executed by a TV character. He's a maniac. Right. You were paid $2 million a year. Excuse me. I didn't run the company. I'm just telling you. So what were you paid now, $2 million dollars a year for? Excuse me. Because of my genius, okay? That sociopath, wow. I mean, well-titled. No kidding. That looks like it would be riveting. Yeah. And we actually have uh, the producer of this uh, upcoming movie on with us right now, Ben Howe. Uh, ben, welcome to Patents 2. Hi, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a, I mean, just the trailer itself is a very convincing no kidding. Really is. And, uh, yeah. I mean, so why, why this movie? What, what do you want to do with it? Well, I named it The Sociopath because uh, his own ghostwriter for the book The Art of the Deal referred to him as a sociopath. I'm not mm. clinically diagnosing him, uh, but I think that wouldn't be too difficult. Uh, the purpose of this is to dispel with this myth that this is a typical situation. They, people keep saying to me, oh, your guy lost. I was a Cruz supporter. you know. Oh, your guy lost and you just got sour grapes and so mm -hmm. on. That is not what's going on here. This guy is not fit to sit in office as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. And so what I, the last thing that I want, win or lose, the last thing that I want is for the GOP, who's gotten so much wrong, to be the ones to tell everybody what happened, what went wrong, why things went the way they did. Mm. Uh, I think somebody needs to be out there getting the footage, talking to people on the ground, interviewing people, uh, mm. his, his diehard supporters, uh, getting kicked out of rallies, and then also documenting everything that's on TV and showing people what he's really about. Well, yeah, I, as you may or may not know, Ben, we're we're like-minded on this issue. And, and what we hear, let me hit you with what we hear all the time. Well, great, then I guess you want Hillary. Well, that's great, right. then I guess you're, you're going to elect Hillary. Well, right. how do you respond to that? Uh, one of the first things that I say to people is that I don't have a moral obligation to participate in something that guarantees an immoral outcome. Uh, I, I don't have to involve myself. I choose to involve myself, but I don't have to involve myself. And furthermore, uh, this is slavery. This is four year slavery. And yeah. I'm tired. of. It. I'm tired of every four years being told that I have to make some panicked yep. half decision uh, because the Supreme Court. Ah, you know, I, I'm, yep. I'm tired of it. there's always and, something. Uh, there's always going to be something. And if, if we keep letting politicians scare us. 
we're going to end up, I don't know, $18 trillion in debt. Oh, wait, we are $18 trillion in debt. You know, so it's just, that's, it's going to keep happening and I'm done. I mean, I'm like Daenerys Targaryen. It's time to break the, break the wheel. You know, I'm done with it. Is, is it something to be said for, because there's certainly a lot of approaches here. Um, I think a lot of Republicans, obviously even just Republican voters, about 60% of them didn't vote for Donald Trump. But of right. that 60%, it's broken into several different slices. There are some people who, uh, who think, you know, I've, I've got to suck it up. I've got to vote for somebody. One of these two is going to win. Hillary would be worse. I'm voting for Trump. There's some people who are thinking I need someone much more conservative. There are honestly some people who want someone a lot more establishment as well. There's different slices of that. Is the movie a way to kind of just at least maybe even personally uh, set down a marker and say I was not part of this? Oh, absolutely. And look, I've been as out in front on this issue as much as I could be Mm -hmm. uh, over the last year. I mean, uh, I was on Dana's show a year ago when Trump announced and I was like, this guy's a joke. And we we can't we can't pretend he's anything but a joke. Mm. Um, But yes, there's there's a big part of this that I think after the election is over, some people are going to be asking the questions, where were you and which side of this issue were you on? Uh, when Donald Trump was running for president. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to be proud to, uh, come what may, I'm going to be proud to tell my children, I, I was on the side that did not support Donald Trump, that right. could not be, get behind this guy who shared virtually none of my values, that yes. was an embarrassment to the country, that, that was, has been a progressive uh, Democrat his entire life until recently, and still has many of those same policies. And I'm not going to cave just because now he has an R after his name. Uh, no, no. And look, I am so tired of this idea that lines don't mean anything. You know, mm-hmm. we, we can't cross this line. We cra- can't cross that line. We made fun of Obama for drawing a red line and then crossing it. And here we are doing it. I mean, we, we can't pretend that we are principle driven if there is no principle we're not willing uh, to sacrifice in the name of party. Well, haven't you been surprised, like like we have been, at how unprincipled so many Republicans were? We always thought, well, our side is principled. We're not going to fall for this crap. I'm in, I'm embarrassed by you Democrats because you do this all the time. And then yes. our side did it. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, this is so reminiscent of Barack Obama, who we, uh, uh, against whom we railed for a year before he was elected and tried to get out the, the fact that look at this guy's background. Look at everything he's he's been and represents. Look where he came from. Did the same yeah. thing with Trump for the last year. Elected him anyway. It's given me pause about my what I what I had called my party. Yeah, it's given me it's given yeah. me a lot of pause about even how I've conducted myself in politics over the last several years. I mean, we've we've been in this sort of team sport mentality for so long that people it's like they're back in the Patriots or something. I mean, you know, they're, they're not even thinking about the underlying questions. They're not thinking about the lines that are being crossed. And frankly, I'm I go a lot farther than other people. It's not that I don't it's not that I think Hillary would be better than Trump. She wouldn't be. To me, it's a question of if you're going to use a sports team analogy, <clears throat> which team's jersey do you want in the Oval Office instituting liberalism uh, in America? And to me, I don't want the jersey to be worn to say conservative on the back mm-hmm. and to have Donald Trump out there for four years saying, you know, he's the standard bearer of the things I believe. He's not. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that's where I come out. Yeah, a lot of people, too. Uh, we've heard from some conservatives who are, you know, they're, or Republicans that are saying, I'm going to support, I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. I can't stand her, but I'm going to vote for her. And one of the reasons they bring up all the time is there's a good chance that we're, if Hillary wins, in four years, we'll have an actual conservative running again. Yes. If Donald Trump wins, you're probably eight years away from it because he's probably yes. going to win and then rerun again. And so you have no chance at a conservative for eight years. I mean, even in that, I mean, I understand it. I could never vote for Hillary myself, but I understand <laughs> the thought process that people go through here. It's a, it's a mm. disaster. And, and you kind of see a lot of people who are um, maybe the more establishment Republicans that are kind of coming to that thought. Well, look, you know. We have to vote for Donald Trump because he's the only option there. And what we need to do is get to him and say it's time to pivot. It's time to become that real general election candidate. How many times do we have to hear this, Ben? It's, it's impossible. He is incapable of doing it because he's being true to who he is, which is nuts. Well, and the other problem is the media and his supporters have proven to him over and over again that there is no amount of imploding that is actually going to cause him to implode. I mean, he employed I, I, before when he was when he first started running and I, I joined the conventional wisdom. This guy's going to implode. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. that's what's going to. Yeah. And yeah. then when it, you know, over and over at the end of it all, I had to say, OK, he did implode. He imploded like 20 times. Easy. It just didn't. It didn't matter. Right. It didn't. Nothing mattered. Nothing and, mattered. and, you know, the other thing about the four years from now, I want to be able to build an actual opposition to somebody I disagree with in the Oval Office. Have people been watching the Republicans for the last 20 years? They're not going to oppose their own president. No, no matter what they're he does, not. No. They will find they're, they're proving that right now. They don't so oppose it, the other guy. Why would they oppose <laughs> their own? They barely stopped Obama. They, they're right. stop, I mean, give me a break. Right. So, so, it, so who, it, it falls on deaf ears for me. Who do you uh, I mean, what do you do in this election? What do you do specifically? Have you figured that out yet? Well, right now I'm writing in Ted Cruz. Are you? Um, that's, that's what I've been thinking, too. Uh, now, I and I understand that people won't go as far as I'm going. If my state gets competitive, which it won't. I live in South Carolina. But if my state were to get competitive, I will vote for whoever it is that can beat Trump. Okay. Whoever it is. Would that, that include Hillary? That would. It wow. Would. Wow. Wow. Because that's I amazing. don't believe I don't believe that we can survive as a party or as a conservative movement. If our standard bearer is a guy who does the things that this guy does, I mean, yeah. he spent the day after the convention attacking Ted Cruz for his father being involved in the assassination of JFK. <laughs> right. Like, how do you how do you come back from that? Yes. And, like, look back in yes. 2008, you know, with TARP, that was pretty anti-conservative, all of the TARP bailouts and everything. Has it gotten easier or harder for Republicans to make the case that we're fiscally conservative? It's harder. It's it harder because we gave in and did the wrong thing. Yeah. So if we give in and do the wrong That's thing right. now, is it going to get easier for us to convince people that conservatism isn't what Donald Trump says it is? Mm. I don't think so. That's a great point. I mean, I, you know, we were talking mm. about this yesterday and that, uh, you know, we were sort of uh, taunting uh, Trump supporters to come in and call in and criticize 
uh, Hillary Clinton's bailout plan because she's proposed a, or excuse me, stimulus plan. She's proposed a $275 billion stimulus plan, something that every conservative would obviously oppose. Uh, we've gone through this. We just did it with Obama. Now she wants $275 billion more. Bring on the Trump supporters to criticize. Well, when they call in to criticize, we have to inform them that Donald Trump has promised not only to, to agree with her plan for $275 billion, but to double her plan she, we need double. And then he said, added on to that and said, actually, we need going to need a little bit more than that. So yeah. he's at what, 600, 700 billion dollars. Is yeah. there any limiting principle to the support for this guy if no. he violates nope. every there's one no, of there, your there's beliefs? There's no limits. There's one. There's one thing. And it's that wall. That's all they care about. Mm. They I, want that wall. I, he's not going to build the true. wall, Ben. We that, all know that, right? right. Like, he's no, not Mexico's building the wall. Did you hear Mexico's building? <laughs> I forgot about that. But even if he gets into office and even if he has a Republican House and Senate, they will still not nope. build the wall. This is a nope. guy who doesn't believe this stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we've gone over this a million times, you know, back to when 2012, he's you know criticizing Romney for being too harsh on immigration and too mean right. to Hispanics. Uh, all the way up into 2015, he's not really supporting uh, building a wall. It was a throwaway line in that speech. Even that speech, the whole immigration racist, you know, or excuse me, rapist wall part of it was a very small slice of it. He talked about trade 10 times as much. He doesn't even believe the wall. Yet people I sometimes wonder if I sometimes wonder if this is all about that trade, uh, his trade positions. Yeah. If this is all business related mm. and it's just. You know, I just want to get these trade uh, policies shifted because it's going to be beneficial for what my plans are for my business. And then yeah. that's really all it's ever been about. Yeah, and that's, I, yep. that's the one thing I feel like he actually really he does believes. care about. He's yeah. dead wrong about that's it. it. And, and yeah. I will say on that on that issue specifically, Hillary Clinton is significantly better than Donald Trump on yes. trade. Yeah, there's, I, there's I, a few she's things. Also, uh, John Noonan today was going on. I mean, he, he used to be one of the guys who turns the keys for the nuclear uh if, if somebody, if the president was to push the button yeah, and he, he flat out said, and, and, and you know, he's, he's a conservative yeah. and he flat out said that, that he fears for those key turners. Yeah. If there's a madman. No in kidding. Office. No kidding. That's I mean, terrifying. You, I mean, I don't like Hillary Clinton, but I don't picture her calling them up and telling them to send a nuclear bomb because somebody insulted her at a party. I just don't, <laughs> right. like, I don't, right. I don't see that right. happening. Probably not. She's, probably not. She's more the devil we know <laughs> than the one we don't. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's something like anyway. It's like Satan and she's ball. And I, so it's like <laughs> one of the head demons, but yeah. she's not. You know. So um, how's so, the yeah. fundraising coming? Yeah. Uh, how, do, how do people support it? Uh, so far, so we're trying to raise $30,000. Okay. Uh, we've raised about almost $8,000 right now, okay. which oh, is pretty good. You can do better than that. <laughs> you can get this thing started. Just kick yeah. it up. Yeah. Well, and my promise to everyone was I don't care if we only raise 50 bucks. I'm making something. I mean, this is what I do for a living. Okay. And, um, you know, the, the budget, the only reason I want the budget is because I want to be able to go out to the rallies. I want to be able to film the people and get them talking about why they support Trump. I want to be challenging those people. I want to interview uh, politicians that have thrown their support behind him in spite of him standing for everything they're against. Um, if I don't have the budget to do that, I won't be able to do those things. Uh, yeah. I'll have to I'll have to depend more on what the media has available for me to use. OK, so how uh, do they find out how to they go to the, you go to GoFundMe, GoFundMe. Right. And then and then what do they do? search your oh, name? Just go go GoFundMe.com slash the sociopath. 
Okay. All right. GoFundMe.com slash The Sociopath. Ben Howe, uh, it's, right. uh, it's, it's an important thing, and uh, I'd love to see the finished product. Me too, because the trailer's awesome. Yeah, when you do finish it, come back Appreciate on it. and talk to us about it, please. All right. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks, All right. Ben. Ben Howe uh, on the program. Back in a second, 888-727-BECK is the phone number. It'll be more than a second. Oh, my just gosh. a little bit more than No, I second. think we have the one-second commercial yeah. break. No, no a little bit more. A little bit more. No, I, I'm pretty Ever sure. So really? Yeah. Okay. Are, are you yeah. sure? I, mean, just, I guess we'll see. We'll see who's right in a minute. And sold another commercial, I think. Was it a minute? We'll be back in a minute. Back in a minute. I don't know. Oh, really? Hi. Welcome. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. See, it was a little more than a second. It was just a no, little bit so more. Sad. That was, I mean, I, I didn't time it exactly on my Approximately watch. Approximately second one and a half. Second. That was one second there. Um, uh, this is interesting. In Australia, uh, I guess uh, one of the anchors on this newscast was having a maternity leave uh, farewell. Mm-hmm. And um, the other, the weather reporter tries something. It doesn't, it doesn't go well. Watch. It's the last time that we'll be working together for a little while because you're off on a break. Yes, Tony, giving birth to those screenshots of yours. We'll all miss you, but of course everyone in the newsroom says much love and very best wishes. Thank you. I'll miss you all too. Wish me luck. I'm going to need it. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the Carlton supporters are very excited. Well, they should be. Yeah, exactly. Good luck, Nick. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, wow. good. This is going to work. funny. Wow, is that uncomfortable? Oh. Awkward from start to finish. Whole I mean, thing. I, start to yeah, right. He creepily comes up behind her and puts his arm around her and then tries to kiss her on the lips. And yeah, it was a lips. Uh, kiss, really not it? into that. No. I Let's mean, see I, that again one more time just because I wasn't sure it was the lips, for it though? the first time. It did look like he was going for yeah. the lips. Uh, I mean, yes, he was going to try to make out with her. Uh, <laughs> it's the last time that we'll be working together for a little while because you're off creeper. on a break. Yes, Tony, giving birth to those yeah, twins of yours. Yeah. And we'll all miss you, but of course, everyone in the newsroom sends much love and very oh, best wishes. Thank yeah. you. I'll Beautiful. miss you all too. Wish me luck. I'm going to need it. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the Carlton supporters are very excited. Uh, well, they should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good luck, Nick. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that okay, was good. Was good. Yeah. 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 He was going for it. I mean, I was Amazing. an innocent. Amazing. It was an innocent yes. kiss attempt, but uh, she was not having it. I don't know. I mean, I mean he's all puckered no, up. No, I mean, she, Weirdly, she didn't even let him. She didn't even let up him. and coming in for the lips. She yeah. didn't even let him get the cheek, though. Uh-uh. No, no, that's the normal thing. Because, like, we obviously see this happen with Jeffy all the time, and, and usually they'll just turn their cheeks so. So Jeffy hits the cheek, yeah, and then huh. go to HR. If but you get that's the cheek, not... you're good. You sometimes that, they turn their head all the way around, so he gets the back, the back of, of the head. head. Yeah, I've seen that a few times too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know it, but some hairsprays are not good. No. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's because you're leading with your tongue most of the time, and that. But yeah, look at that. I mean, that is awesome. That's yeah, a, I mean, she didn't even let him get the that's cheek. That's an awesome man. moment. Uh, she wanted nothing to do with that at all. No, she looks like. Legitimately uncomfortable uh, yeah. there. That's not a. Uh, she was, and she was from the start. Yeah. As yeah. soon as he put his hand on her, she was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, get off me." And again, we've seen this many times with Jeff. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's not uh, you know, it's not always pretty. <laughs> well, um, well we take a shot. We got a polling update here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if you know this, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, he. Uh, Loves the blacks, first of all. Can we get that out there? Yeah, he loves the blacks. And the Um, blacks, uh, they love him. 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 They love him. I'm glad you know that. And secondarily, uh, he employs so many Hispanics that even if 
just his employees voted for him, he'd win in a landslide among Hispanic voters. You do know this, right? I, I didn't know that part. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Uh, but he, he's a, he, they, he employs love that him. many he, he Hispanics? truly respects the Mexican people. He said it Well, he loves times. the Mexicans, and the Mexicans, love, they love him. They love him. He loves him so much, he's actually had some bowls of Mexican uh, yeah, food. he had a taco bowl, yeah, uh, and uh, that was pretty good. But made uh, right there on site, right? Yeah, they, it's you not know? like I mean, you could say, well, he just ordered it from a restaurant. And, no, it was at his no, building, right? Um, that made the taco bowl, and that shows how much he loves Mexicans because he had Mexican food okay. right oh, in his building. So you're on, you're on board. You I'm understand? On board. I'm on, uh, and that's how this we know thing, yeah. this polling is rigged. Uh, it's a rigged. It's a don't rigged tell poll. me it, he, there's some poll that says the blacks don't love him. <laughs> I would say that's kind of what it says. Oh, no. Um, Non-white voters. uh, Uh Here's the breakdown. So that includes the blacks and the Mexicans? And the Mexicans. All right. Uh, 70% (laughs) Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Uh, 8% Gary Johnson. (laughs) What? Who's in second place among non-white voters. So obviously 8% tied. He's tied. Well, actually, it's 8% Gary Johnson, 8% uh, Jill Stein. Um, so, but then, and then, but then, in fourth place, out of the four options, at seven percent is Donald Trump. So, I and, mean, he's doing pretty well there. Uh, he's in fourth place among non-white voters right now. So, fourth. blacks love him more than nobody. Well, more than nobody. Let me just give you those numbers um, because right. uh, I don't have the Hillary number, who is the majority, obviously. Um, but uh, uh, Gary Johnson, four percent of black voters. Uh, Jill Stein, four percent of black voters. Donald Trump, two uh, percent. So he's he's behind Jill Stein of the Jill Green Stein. Party. Election uh, is rigged. I know the, the thing is, the election he and might the poll. Be, he might be ahead of the Prohibition Party. They didn't include them in the poll, so we don't know for sure. <laughs> he, I mean, he can't do be much ahead of them, obviously. 